atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans, Sam Bushman and Kirk Crosby, live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use, no doubt, starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for May the 7th in the year of our Lord, 2020. This is our one of two. And our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America as our guide. Absolutely, we're convinced that checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the founding fathers one of the great peaceful restorative solutions we have at our fingertips. We reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. Welcome to Liberty Roundtable Live. A quick recap of yesterday's show. We had our guest on Becky Akers, author of Hailstorm and Abducting Arnold, two incredible, incredible novels. We talked about Sweden remained open and has shocked the world with its coronavirus response, but look how well they're doing now. Amazing, completely different response. They did not lock down all their citizens. I'm not really used to looking to Sweden for liberty because they're a pretty socialist nation, but they've done something right and they deserve credit. Thermometer guns used to screen coronavirus Victims, well, they're notoriously inaccurate, folks. Unreliable experts say. The Chinese Communist Party, the United States government has said, consistently lied and is not telling the truth about the number of deaths. Well, neither are we. So what are we talking about? We're the ones that have probable deaths in our list. We're the ones now in some states that are saying, we're not going to test people. We're just going to count tests. I'm sorry, we're not going to count people. We're just going to count tests. So if I test positive three times, if they keep testing me, they're going to show three, not one. Insane. Contact tracing technology, folks. Apple and Google are working together to build this right into your phone. With it literally use Bluetooth communications to keep track of where you are, where I am, how close we are to one another. If one of us is infected, they'll make sure that gets uploaded to the database. Maybe temperature re- readings will go along with that. And they'll literally start to track every single one of us, every movement we make, folks. Yeah. So you're going to have contact tracing. Then you're going to have testing. And then if the tests don't go well, isolation. Now they're even talking about, hey, you won't be able to even isolate in your home. They might have to remove you from your home. This is getting crazy, town, folks. That was hour one. Hour two, the interview with Becky Akers continues. And we talked about the coronavirus pandemic is helping parents realize the benefits of homeschooling. And this is scaring the liberal elites big time. In fact, Harvard Magazine published an April story on what they call the risks of homeschooling. And here's what they say. Homeschooling, they say, violates children's rights to a meaningful education. Wow. Subjects them to potential child abuse. And you know what? Interferes with and or prevents them from properly contributing to society. I mean, this is the whacked out kind of stuff Harvard is saying. And Donald Trump's going to push back on fake news. Maybe he needs to send Betsy DeVos over to Harvard and just absolutely obliterate their fake news propaganda machine. It's insanity. The IRS is telling 10,000 Workers to return to their jobs, but employees must provide for their own face masks. Very weird stuff. 
The U.S. marriage rate sadly has dropped to the lowest rate on record since the federal government started keeping track of such statistics. What, back in 1867, according to the Wall Street Journal? 1867. Unmarried couples are having nearly half of America's kids. And um, they say declining religious views and acceptance of cohabitation are responsible. Utah is, used to be one of the states that had the most children. Now they're melting down and falling behind North and South Carolina, North and South Dakota and Nebraska. So Utah's fertility rate continues to drop. It fell to 2.03%. That's births per woman. That's the lowest it's been in more than 50 years census data shows. The national fertility, fertility rate's even worse. It's only 1.73 children per woman. Utah's unlikely, they say, to ever return to past fertility rates. Back in 1960, folks, it was 4.3 children. Wow. We also talked about a school district had to crack down on free meals. After parents got caught selling the meals online, they didn't need them for their kids, so they sold them online and made a bunch of cash. The state of Virginia is counting, we already talked about this, positive tests instead of people now. It's insanity. All right. I guess uh, the Oregon governor now has extended the lockdown to July the 6th, even though in that state of over 4 million people, they've only had 104 COVID deaths. But they literally extend the lockdown past the 4th of July. I mean, they are getting tyrannical out there, folks. Social distancing, by the way, is really antisocial. We also talked about New York funeral directors say that COVID-19 deaths are greatly exaggerated by the media. Oh, well, there goes the fake news blowing it up. Truth shall set you free. And that's a recap of the broadcast that took place yesterday. It's still available online at libertyroundtable.com. LovingLiberty.net. Spread the word. Tell your neighbor, would you please? All right. Kirk Crosby's with me from the road. Welcome back to Liberty Roundtable Live, sir. Buenos dias. Greetings and salutations. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Thank you, Sam. I don't know if you can handle this, Kurt, but I got two stories, delightful stories right in the road. Do you know what today is, my friend? Uh, the 7th of May. Yes, sir. That's true. Uh Thursday. It's the first Thursday in May, my friend, if that gives you a hint. All right. Uh, go ahead. The first Thursday in May has been designated National Prayer Day for quite some time. Oh. So today is the National Day of Prayer. America, for, it's time to pray, Kurt. Yeah, for some reason that wasn't like a headline on Drudge. Maybe uh, CBS and NBC and ABC missed it. Not know. a chance, sir, but it is the first headline on Liberty Roundtable Live, buddy. That's how we roll. Anyway, the Christians are sending out emails and doing the best they can to tell the tale. I think this yeah. needs to be promoted. I hope President Trump gives a um, uh, a shout out and or uh, you know a little briefing on that too, which we'll try to get and play for you folks. Uh, the likelihood of the, of, of the president doing something on this day is very good, different from most presidents in my lifetime, and one of the times we give President Trump credit. So I'm looking forward to that, Kurt. That does sound like good news. Yeah. Can you handle the second good news story, my friend? I'll try. This one comes out of USA Today, believe it or not, of all places. And the headline says, Irish gift. Favor is returned 
to Native Americans. USA Today. Let me say that again. Irish gift. Favors return the Native Americans. Did you see this one, Kurt? Nope. All right. Well, do you remember the old Irish potato famine? Yep. All right. Well, that was a horrible time for the Irish, right? Yeah. Well, let me just try to rewind a little bit and see if I can tell the story properly. In 1847, Kurt, members of the Choctaw Nation provided $170 back in the day, which would be roughly $5,000 today. That's an interesting statistic, to say the least, of relief and aid to the Irish during the potato famine. And you can say that's not much money, but you got to understand the plight of the Native Americans at the time. So the Native Americans died from starvation and disease um, while being moved or forced to move west on the Trail of Tears. Okay, so the hundred and seventy or the hundred and seventy dollars doesn't sound like much, but it's over five thousand today. Still not a whole ton of money, but it's the thought that counts. These Indians or these Native Americans were suffering on the Trail of Tears, but they managed to give relief to somebody who was suffering. I don't know if I dare say more than they were, but equally. Uh, suffering, or maybe even worse. Hard to say. Anyway, what happened, though, is now the organizers, Kurt, using modern technology of a GoFundMe campaign, is now raising money for the Navajo Nation and the Hopi Nation, or Hopi Reservation, said on Sunday that several recent donations were inspired by the 173-year-old act of kindness And they say the death of many people on the Trail of Tears sparked empathy for the Irish people in their time of need. So the Indians were suffering. They had just kind of come out of their own suffering. The Irish started suffering back in the 1840s. And they said, we're going to do something about it. And so they sent money and efforts to help. Now, organizer Vanessa Tully wrote the details of this. But they say acts of kindness from indigenous ancestors are being reciprocated over 200 years later. They call it through blood memory and interconnectedness. Thank you, Ireland, for showing solidarity and being here for us. Turns out that as of Monday, the Navajo Nation reported 73 deaths and 2,400 positive uh, cases in their reservations. Uh, But anyway, it's pretty cool. President Donald Trump is involved. And uh, he's going to give a 600, what is it, $600 million? Uh, I wish it was of his own money. That's another topic. And then this other group will receive $40 million uh, to battle the effects of the coronavirus. They say the campaign, this GoFundMe campaign, has already raised more than $2.6 million, which will be given to the Rural Utah Project and Education Fund. The goal to help buy groceries and water and supplies and fabrics to make masks for high-risk people. Irish people have donated about a half a million dollars so far, and they're working on more. I'm going to get Brian in the mix, because this is the money story. Uh, Sam, Kurt, and Brian will break this down further in seconds. Two good news stories right in a row to kick off Liberty Roundtable Live. (laughs) 
the spirit of the American West is alive and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues that affect the American West, its people, lifestyles, lands, and wildlife. The Loving Liberty Radio Network is proud to support the publisher's efforts to provide an active forum for solutions that preserve the vanishing American cowboy, farmer, and sheep herder. Each issue contains informative articles on life in the American West, along with breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of the cowboy spirit in our day. Each issue of Range Magazine also features great gift ideas, like the 2020 Real Buckaroo Calendar and the book Tales from Out There. Order online from Range magazine.com just click on the shopping cart the loving liberty radio network salutes the spirit of the american west and those who are keeping it alive at range magazine for Moral Law is a nonprofit legal foundation committed to protecting our unalienable right to publicly acknowledge God. The Foundation for Moral Law exists to restore the knowledge of God in law and government and to acknowledge and defend the truth that man is endowed with rights not by our fellow man, but by God. The foundation maintains a twofold focus. First, litigation within state and federal courts. Second, education conducting seminars to teach the necessity and importance of acknowledging God in law and government. How can you help? Please make a tax-deductible contribution, allowing foundation attorneys to continue the fight. You may also purchase various foundation products as well at morallaw.org. Located in Montgomery, Alabama, the Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit, tax-exempt 501c3 founded by Judge Roy Moore. Please partner with us to achieve this important mission. morallaw.org. So we're talking about two nations or two groups of people bound together by kindness and love and, well, respect for one another's plights. Native Americans gave to the Irish back in the potato famine. Yeah, the Native Americans suffered regarding the Trail of Tears, so they knew what it was like to suffer, and they reached out and gave 170 bucks to the Irish. Doesn't sound like a lot of money, but back then it was over $5,000. Still not a lot of money, except for when you understand that they were just coming out of the Trail of Tears. They had suffered themselves tremendously. They didn't have much, but they gave what they could. And the Irish never forgot. So uh, almost 200 years later, now the Irish gift comes into play. Favors returned to Native Americans writes USA Today. Give credit to the USA Today for this story. Irish people are donating to Native American communities who are grappling with the coronavirus. They want to repay the assistance that was given back in the Great Famine more than a century ago. Tremendous news story, Kurt. Do you want to come in on this one first? And then we'll bring Brian in. Well, just imagine uh, in this day that we live in that uh, people are remembering the nice things that were done to them before, and then they're reciprocating. I mean, uh, no wonder the big boys in the media don't want to cover this. It's, it's not bleeding, and so it's not leading for them. Uh, and yet, uh, it certainly should be, right, Sam? Amen to that. There's messages from the Irish as they've sent these donations via uh, modern technology and GoFundMe. From Ireland, 170 years later, the favor is returned to our Native American brothers and sisters in your moment of hardship. 
I guess Pat Hayes, a donor from Ireland, wrote, the surge in donations to the GoFundMe campaign, they say, is just the latest development in the long-standing relationship and solidarity between the Irish and the Native Americans. In 2017, believe it or not, Choctaw leaders traveled to Ireland and they uh, unveiled a sculpture relating to the remembrance of the 1847 gift back in the day, the BBC reported. And in 2018, the Irish Prime Minister, I don't know how you say his name, Leo Vratker or something, visited tribal lands in Oklahoma and announced a scholarship program for Choctaw people to study in Ireland. That's according to the Irish Times, don't you know? Uh, Brian, this story is awesome. Yeah, you know, it's... It's a great, uh, great story, and you know we'd love to hear more of these kind of stories. People giving back, and once they receive, they're they're willing to help and give back when they can, and that's 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 who we are, really, as God-fearing people. Uh, you know, care for our, our brothers and sisters wherever they may be, and do what we can at times, and when we can't, maybe someone's going to give back to us. I think it's a great principle. Roger that. And what I think about this is this is just as American as it gets, buddy. Uh, and it, you'd say, well, wait a minute, these are the Native Americans and the, the Irish. I understand. But you know what? Irish were one of the great groups that immigrated to America in the first place. And, you know, the Native Americans, this is as American as it gets, even though it spans the world, sir. Right. Yeah, you're exactly right. I agree. That's a great story. And I'd like to hear more of these kind of stories. Buddy, when I find them, we bring them. When Kurt finds them, we bring them. They're just so hard to find. Uh, sad to say. You know, a long time ago, we tried to create a company called Extraordinary News, and then uh, we lost some funding, and then the person that tried to do it got sick. And anyway, but, you know, we look for extraordinary news stories, and this is where I hope copycats and kindness and reach out. And, you know, we realize that we're all God's children, and we start to work together. And I just pray that we have more of it, ladies and gentlemen. That's all I can say. All right, Honest Money Report. Where's gold sitting, Brian? Uh, gold sitting at uh, $1,698.30. $1,698.30 for gold. Excellent. How about silver, sir? Silver is sitting at fifteen eighteen. Fifteen eighteen. Man, they haven't changed much. Yeah, silver hasn't done a whole lot. Gold's come off a little bit, but uh, you're about 111.8 to 1 ratio right now, and yeah, that race Whoa. needs to be a lot less. That is through the roof. Uh, Kurt, you want what, what's your favorite metal to ask about, Kurt? What's, oh, you mean rhodium? Yeah, rho- where's rhodium sitting there, Brian? <laughs> Kurt's always know. wanting to invest in rhodium, you know what I mean? <laughs> right. On the rhodium? <laughs> yeah, on the road. Yeah, uh, rhodium's sitting at 6,500 right now. That's up, right? Yeah, it was, uh, what was it, on the 23rd of last month, it was 2,054, and uh, now it's sitting at, it, it's, it, it bounces a little bit higher spreads, uh, higher jumps and downs and ups, uh, but yeah. Yeah, because it's not so manipulated, that's why. They can't just hold yep. that sucker down on the rhodium, buddy. They'd have to be gazillionaires to get that done, wouldn't they, Kurt? That's what I think, uh, and I remember Brian telling us that palladium is the same kind of situation, but where you have the gold and silver fixed price, uh, which basically means the fix is in, I think. Hey, don't worry. They're not allowed to do any price fixing, so you don't have anything to worry about, Brian. <laughs> That's right. Not allowed to do that. That's illegal, you know. Darn right, man. That. Heck no. <laughs> now, did you hear about this poor lady that tried to open her salon? Yes. 
So she opens her salon because she says, listen, I don't know what to do, but I've got employees where they're literally going hungry so they can feed their children. And I have to open. So she opens and they toss her in the clink. So then she gets out of the clink and faces the judge. And the judge says, hey, I need you to get on your knees and beg for forgiveness. You've been selfish and abusive and hostile and hate filled. And this has got to stop. If you admit you're wrong, I'll let you go free. And she stands there, in my opinion, like a hero and says, no, sir, that's wrong. I'm not being selfish. I am trying to feed my employees who are going hungry in order to feed their children. I am not being selfish. If you're going to do whatever you're going to do with me, go ahead. But I'm, you know what? I'm not going to cave on this one. The thug tossed her in the clink for another seven days. Yeah, that, that's ridiculous. I mean, uh, here's a person trying to do the right thing. Yet, yet you know, and I, I think the system, well, not think, I know the system's broke. And, and, and we look at, uh, you know, many criminals out there that get the way, oh, we're not going to, you know, we're not going to prosecute you or, or a technicality, we're going to let you off. But here's a good person doing the right thing. And because of an ego, you know, um, judge or whatever, his ego's hurt, and so he's got to do it. It's, it's ridiculous. Instead of him helping, he should, he should dive in and help. Let me help you pay for some of this. Let me come over to the salon or bring people up. I don't know. It's crazy. Kurt, how do you respond to this one? I consider her a hero, sir, and she's becoming the face of the Let's Get Back to Work movement now. Yeah, I guess she's like a modern-day uh, Joan of Arc, you know. I mean, uh, you just – I mean, you hear these stories of uh, – People, you know, having to deal with all this uh, out of control government, telling them, "Hey, man, you know, you're you're evil because you're wanting to open up your establishment." You know, uh, what happened to the days of old of uh, equal rights? You know, like if if your store can be open, then my store can be open. Uh, but no, you know, your certain things are deemed as essential. You know, like beer joints or whatever and and then other places like uh hair salon i guess is non-essential you know in the future maybe we'll have those in back alley things hey what do you want do you want a manicure you know i mean uh we can get you one if you sneak in over here um, yeah do on the down low back alley manicures baby maybe they'll have little roaming little bands you know and and, uh, you know, like the days of old of the pirate radio stations, you'll have little pirate um, manicure vehicles going around, you know, giving people hairdos and stuff like that. I mean, uh, what's, what in the world is going on? Huh? Yeah, that's exactly what I want to know. Now, there is a, a, a little bit of good news on this, as far as I can tell, gentlemen, because um, Texas Attorney General, guy's name is Ken Paxton. He's calling for the immediate release of jailed Dallas salon owner, Shelly Luther. So at least somebody's coming to her defense. Uh, whether yeah. Does the attorney general for the state of Texas have enough power to get her out of, you know, purgatory by this thug judge? I mean, this guy literally is a whack. If you gravel on your knees, then I'll let you out. Otherwise, boom, you're going to jail. I mean, this guy's an absolute tyrant. Yeah. No, I, I agree, and I think maybe maybe that attorney general, you know, has got some backing behind him, and maybe others could get involved in a lot. From what I understand is is there were some other, you know, shops around her that were open, like the, the, the dog grooming area. I know, but by golly, that's essential there, Brian. Well, right, but maybe her clients might have to go over and get in line with the, the animals in order to get a shampoo and a... <laughs> oh, I didn't even think of that awesome solution, Kurt. You know, I don't know.
What do you think of that, Kurt? You can just roll in and get grooming from the, uh, I don't know what you call it, the dog show prep club or something. Well, that that's what they'd have. See, out front, you'd have a thing, and it looked like a cat and dog place. But then you could sneak back in, you know. Remember, like, on, uh, uh, what was it? Uh, oh, there was that show years ago, and they had to go back in the back room, and that's where they could gamble. This would be the back room where you could get your hair done. Uh, stay there, gentlemen. All I'm telling you right now is this. This jail needs to be hauled off to the, this judge needs to be hauled off to the clink. ASAP. This guy's a nut. All right, so Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton calls for immediate release of jailed salon owner Sherry Luth- Shelley Luther. And you got to know who Eric Moyer is in the story, too. Eric Moyer is the thug judge that tossed her in the clink because he's on a power trip. But I hope Ken Paxton and other officials who are backing Shelly, as they should be, I hope they have a little bit of mojo to get her out. I hope they don't just have to kowtow to the judge. Somebody needs to impeach and imprison this thug judge. He's out of control. And you can say, well, wait a minute, Sam, you can't just defy these orders. My response is, wait a minute, what do you mean you can't defy these orders? Do these orders have legitimate authority and law? Can bureaucrats do whatever they want to do? And furthermore, when she supposedly defies the order, she followed all the guidelines of social distancing and all the other different things. She just said, listen, my employees are literally going hungry uh, and they're feeding their children. And that's why they're hungry, because they don't have enough food for themselves and their children. I'm going to let them come back to work and provide a way they can support their families. I've got to do this. The judge says, you're being selfish. You're going to jail. She says, no, I'm not. And the battle's on for the hearts and minds and the soul of America uh, in this case is why I bring it up. Now, President Trump, in my opinion, I beg him to step in on this one. On the National Day of Prayer, say your prayers, President Trump, and then get up and go help Shelley. Because this is symbolic about what's going on in our nation. Can a judge just literally say, because you thumbed your nose at me, I'm going to just give you worse sentence because I'm offended now? Is that real justice? Lady Justice, would she be, what, turning over in her <laughs> metaphoric grave in this one? Brian, what do you say to this? Well, I, I think that this judge, like you say, is a power-hungry individual who who is in a position to to bless lives he could he could really step in here and help her and others to and and make a a, a statement by by doing that but what he's done here has just been a negative and uh, really hurt a lot of people and her and 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 uh, just sad just sad that he's even in that position well and you could say hey you know what she shouldn't open she should follow the guidelines i know some have that view but what is she supposed to do and the other problem is she's just saying hey all the money that everybody's been promised people aren't getting it what do we do in this gap? What do we do in this, you know, situation? And, uh, you know, I know they would say, well, go to the food banks. Well, the food bank's out of food. I even go to the grocery store and can't even buy meat now. Yeah. Go to the store and there's no right. meat there. Go to Costco and they limit you to how much meat you can buy. I mean, this is getting out of control, folks. Well, I think maybe some of these other stores that are open, maybe this dog uh, grooming place and, and maybe your nail, nail salons and the uh, tattoo parlors could stand behind her and get their people to stand behind, and maybe the judge would step down and say, hey, yeah, maybe I made some mistakes here. These people are open, they're doing their thing, but maybe I made a mistake. I, I, I'm praying point. Brian's right on this one, Kurt. Well, I couldn't agree more, Sam. I mean, you know, it's just so amazing we can 
we can have these lawsuits about, uh, hey, you know, uh, your age discrimination or sexual discrimination. I saw another story where some guy, you know, beat a bunch of ladies in a track meet because he says he's transgender. I don't know what that whole thing all works out to be, but it, you know. Somebody needs to create a rock, rap song that says, I'm feeling kind of femmy. Just nuts, you know. I mean, you got that kind of stuff going on, and then a lady wants to, you know, feed her employees, and she's going to have them, you know, come in, and she certainly doesn't want to kill the employees, you know, but she wants to feed them, and then the judge does this. I mean, uh, it kind of makes you think of the scripture that says, uh, when the wicked rule, the people mourn. Amen to that reality check. And a lot of people are sitting home just going, I really do need a haircut. I really do need, you know, some of these things. And some people don't feel comfortable cutting hair themselves. And, you know, the problem is life must go on and people have needs. Um, you know, Becky Akers, she's a well-known anarchist. And I don't, uh, you know, agree with everything she says or believes. But she's sure interesting to talk to. And she sure has a point of view that America won't give a chance to be heard. That's for sure. But the reason that I bring this up is she brought up this social distancing idea. It's the most antisocial thing you can think of. It isn't social distancing. It's antisocial. As antisocial yeah. as it gets when the, when the healthy, Brian are being quarantined. This is the first time in history that healthy's ever been quarantined. And then this social distancing is antisocial as it gets. And we're all right. running around backing it, supposedly. Yeah, it's it's anti. There's there's no doubt about it. But it isn't, uh, you know, I, the judge is following, you know, what what's happening. You, you, you look at the left and, and uh, well, Steve Stockman and some of these others who have been put away for doing, you know, not even... You're trying to do the right things. They're put away, and here's a judge doing the same to her. It's almost like it's a chain coming from the top, and they're following their example from their wicked leaders. And, oh, you know, that's the way we really ought to be doing things, and it's hurting a lot of Americans. Yeah, and that's why I say President Trump needs to reach down into this case. And I know you would say, well, come on, that's not really for the president on an individual situation to do this. And my response is, I get normally that's true. But we've got a trend going on here. Where these bureaucrats yeah. just think they can literally just do whatever they want with anybody they want anytime. Someone needs to basically show this judge, and you know what? You've got to obey the rule of law, too, my friend. And you can't go off right. on this belligerent, I'm offended now, so I'm just going to clean your clock with the power that I've been given. This is blatant abuse of power here. And I think the president and, and, and other people in Texas need to have a joint, you know, uh, what do you want to call it, rally or forum about this to highlight and say, look, this will not be tolerated. And the Republic, whether you agree with this girl and what she's done or not, we're not allowing you to get more time because you won't bow the knee and have the tongue confess that the judge is king. Okay, this is what I'm talking about, Kurt. Well, it's, I think the president would love a story like this. Uh, you know, I, I was, I'm here visiting uh, some of the grandchildren in uh, the Tucson, Arizona area, and, and the president was just here. Uh, you know, I didn't uh, give him permission to come before we got here, but, you know, he came anyway. And uh, when he was here, he, you know, <laughs> he spent some time there at the Honeywell uh, operation there where they're making the masks and all that kind of stuff. But he also took time to visit uh, Sammy's Mexican Grill. Now, do you remember the story about Sammy's Mexican Grill, Sam? No, I'm sorry. There's too many of them. Well, anyway, these guys are a couple of, uh, what 
you know, they call them in, in this world uh, is Latinos who basically uh, supported the president. Were at, yeah, let me just stop you, though. Is this guy here legally, Kurt? Well, because um, if he's here legally, we call him a, him an American, and if he's here illegally, we call him an illegal. Just so you know, that's right. Uh, what do you think of that, Brian? Am I wrong on this? If, I don't care what what nationality he is. If he's here legally and he's right. here, okay, then he's an American. If he's hopefully he's a citizen or whatever. If he's here legally, um, but if he's not, it's an illegal. There's just no way to play this game. And what I don't like is when they say this Latino, this black, this white, this. You know, Native American, this Irishman, this, because it's just a visionary by nature. Right. All right, Kurt, sorry to derail. Go ahead. Well, you're exactly right, Sam. But the neat thing about this story is uh, I guess these people were seen sitting directly behind the president at a uh, February campaign rally in Phoenix. And they got a heck of a bunch of, you know, oh, backlash on their Facebook page and stuff like that. Uh, you know, they were all getting... Why? Because you're Latino and racially you're supposed to hate the president? Is that why? That's, See, that's just that's bogus. Me the point. And, and so the president responded, surprisingly, because he hardly ever responds to any of this kind of stuff. Uh, but anyway, uh, he responded, he says, the food is great at Sammy's Mexican Grill. In Phoenix, Arizona, congratulations to Betty and Jorge Rivas on doing such a wonderful job. I'll try hard to stop by the next time I'm in Phoenix to support Sammy's. So, um, you know, this was, of course, in February or, you know, the first part of March. So anyway, he's down there visiting this uh, Honeywell plant and he brings them up on stage, you know, this couple. She's got a Make America Great Again jacket, and, uh, you know, she. they bring him up on stage. And the president also uh, decided to feed like 150 of these, uh, 150 folks at a, uh, oh, what was it, uh, you know, um, health care workers at a Tucson assisted living facility. And uh, he also supplies food to workers at the Honeywell facility and he told Sammy's he said hey that's my tab I'm paying for that so you know uh, not not Sammy's or not the government but the president's doing it and you know he's following up on what he promised and there he is enjoying Arizona a little bit yeah and they say Sammy's packed Sammy's Mexican Grill packed after Trump uh, you know, talked about them or whatever. Well, I'm. A, it's like me. I was like, let's see, how can we go buy Sammy's on the way down here? You know, because uh, you know that's how you feel. Uh, these people have the courage. They've got a place, a business. They're trying to survive. You know, feeding America and that kind of thing. And and then you get they get hassled by some people just because they went to a rally. You know, that's messed up. All right, amen to that. I'm surprised the judge or the left didn't try to close that thing down for not for having a rally with people. I'm surprised. Oh, good point. oh don't get him! Don't give me any ideas, Brian. We're crying out loud. <laughs> good point. Hang tight. Stay there, brothers. Liberty Roundtable live in seconds. I'd advise Mr. Trump to stop whining and go try to make his case to get votes. The press 
has created a rigged system. They even want to try and rig the election. Well, I tell you what, it, it helps in Ohio that we got uh, Democrats in charge of the machines. And poisoned the mind of so many of our voters. At the polling booths, where so many cities are corrupt and voter fraud is all too common. And then they say, oh, there's no voter fraud in our country. I come from Chicago. So, so I want to be honest. It's not as if it's just Republicans who have monkeyed around with elections in the past. Sometimes Democrats have to. You know, whenever people are in power, they're, you know, they have this tendency to try to, you know, tilt things in their direction. There's no way. You start whining before the game's even over. Whenever things are going badly for you and you lose, you start blaming somebody else. Then you don't have what it takes to be in this job. Hi, I'm Patty, wife of former Congressman Steve Stockman. In Congress, Steve sought impeachment of Eric Holder for his corruption of the Justice Department and his fast and furious gun running that caused border agent Brian Talley's death. Steve called for arrest of Lois Lerner for her contempt of Congress as it investigated her targeting of conservative nonprofit groups. After four years, four grand juries, and millions of tax dollars, Steve Stockman is in prison. His case involved four checks to nonprofits. DOJ has one standard for Hillary Clinton, but another for folks like President Trump and my husband. We've spent all our savings, all Steve's retirement, and much of mine. Steve Stockman has fought for you and America. Won't you join me now to fight for Steve? To help, text FIGHT to 444-999. Text F-I-G-H-T to 444-999 or go to defendapatriot.com. Defendapatriot.com. All right, Kurt found a phenomenal story. And, Kurt, you don't have to send me the headline. I uh, built it on the break. I know you're uh, traveling, so it's a little bit hard to get everything done. But listen to this. Here's my headline. Owners of Sammy's Mexican Grill speak on stage with President Trump. Trump thanks Sammy's Mexican Grill. Um, grill packed after Trump's tweet. So there you go, a little bit of love, and you know what? Restaurants need it right now, and this just, you know, is very hard for the haters of President Trump, because what do they do now? I mean, he literally is bringing people out to support, and I hate to say this, but Latinos, and you can say, well, this is partisan, and he's pandering for votes and attention and press, and or you could say he's genuinely providing food to those who need it and genuinely doing a good job and not being racial at all. You know, really, which view do you have, folks? Because I have the latter. I have the view that President Trump is reaching out to people who need support, the restaurant industry. He's basically feeding people who need financial and, you know, support, the health workers. He's uh, taking advantage of a great situation to let all Americans know that he loves them and that he wants things to go well for them. Uh, but yet they're going to make it political, Kurt. They just are. That's how they, these thugs are. doesn't matter what you do. You can never have pure motives, according to these enemies of liberty. Well, and all this at the same time that, for example, in uh, these recent bills that were passed, there were special things inserted that made sure that the Trump hotels and the Trump casinos, the Trump, you know, uh, restaurants, et cetera, none of them could benefit. They couldn't get any, you know, money coming to them. And Nancy Pelosi made sure that was in there, you know. Uh, and yet uh, the president's paying for, out of his own pocket, uh, food to feed 150 health care workers 
and also supplied food to workers at the Honeywell facility, you know, uh, with help. Not to mention taking no salary, Kurt. Yeah, that's right. The money comes and he hands it back to whoever, whatever group he thinks, uh, you know, needs it. Well, I follow this creed, Brian, and I want to get your take on it. I say, you know what? Blessings for all Americans, special privileges for none. Yeah, that's a good good one to follow. I think... You know, one of the things that I look at is, by their fruits, you shall know them a little bit. Well, I'm seeing both sides of the fruit. Couldn't have said it better myself. Anyway, good for Sammy's Grill. When I go to Phoenix next time, I'm going there. I just am. I'm just going to go there and check that out. I dig it. Kurt? One uh, one other little thing uh, to tell you on our trip. Um, there's a uh, – my uh, – my mom is from a little town in Arizona called Casa Grande, and that's in between Phoenix and Tucson. And, uh, you know, there's a restaurant there, a uh, Spanish restaurant. It's called Ochoa's. And they've had, uh, I mean, my grandparents, my mom's mom and dad, went there forever, you know, would just eat there. And they even have a special called the Ethington Special. That's my mom's maiden name, Ethington Special on the uh, menu. And so uh, since we were in the area, we thought, hey, we'll cruise there. And it happened to be it was uh, Cinco de Mayo. I mean, you know, I know I should have remembered it was Cinco de Mayo. Yeah, what's wrong with you, Kurt? It's also Taco Tuesday, bro. Come on. Yeah, good point. Uh, and, and so we went in there and we got the Ethington Special, you know, course you couldn't go in and sit down you have all the tables and the chairs are up on top of them you know because that's that's a safe way to do it uh but at least there were you know a pretty good line of folks that were trying to get some food at the uh you know uh there at this little place called ochoa's in casa grande what is the uh, uh, what is the ethington special crew you've got us intrigued well, it you know, you basically got like a big burrito, and what they do is they cut the meat up in like little squares, uh, you know, little cubes, and so it was it was nice, and then they got some real good little uh, uh, sauces, you know, the kind that when you're eating them, then the top of your head kind of sweats, you know what I mean? Um, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's Kurt doesn't know that's, that's called. Pecan. Well, I'm just saying they got red and green sauce. Yeah, you hot know, sauce, buddy. But, yeah. Salsa. And, uh, yeah, that's right. Picante. Uh, it was, yeah, it was, it was plenty tasty. And, you know, I... You want to know what I call I it? Deliciousness. What, yeah, that's right. And I wouldn't be surprised if you had a few billion dollars, you could study up and find if that really hot sauce actually cured colon cancer. But, you know... Well, they've already done research, Kurt, and it does a lot of those things already. They already know this. Oh, that's right. With the, uh, what was that thing called? Uh, jalapenos have that uh, thing in them. Uh, I can't remember. Capsaicin, right? Yeah, that's right. And you measure it by Scoville, sir. Yeah, that's right. Everybody knows that. Of course. If you uh, don't, come on. you got to listen to Liberty Roundtable Live and get up to date. <laughs> so, Kurt, is it a burrito then, this this special? Yeah, it's a big one, you know. I mean, well, I want one of them. What kind of meat's I, in it, Kurt? Well, you know, you can choose, but, of course, I, you know, I asked for beef, you know. You asked for beef? You didn't have the lingua? Come on, Kurt. Yeah. Well, I could have done that. Beef is lingua. Your tongue is lingua. You know, from a, I know, Kurt, you know, but when you say lingua, it's a certain part of the good point. beef. You know what I'm talking about? I got you. I All right. Anyway, so you just well, had are they, beef. Hey, are they having, hey, 
Santa, they have or uh, Kurt, are they having a hard time getting some of the meat in that to, to fill the product? Well, that's one thing that I was going to mention uh, with salmon. You know, it's it's nice to see how if you know your own rancher and your own farmer, you know, you can just go right there and get some of that beef, and you don't even have to go to some. Chinese. Not if the government has their way. They'll shut that right on down, bro. Good point. Well, you know, you might have to do it in the down low, you know. Watch for your, you know, favorite farmer and maybe meet him on a street corner late at night and get a few steaks, you know, off him, you know what I mean? Yeah. Wasn't wasn't that the American way, though? I mean, if I had the chickens, I'd trade the chickens for a little bit of meat. And if you were making the, the, the burrito or the the chocolate right. shells or whatever, we trade for that. Before you know it, you've got a nice burrito, and, and uh, yeah, it's, it's all that stuff. That's right. So, Kurt, let me just explain, though. When you say you chose beef, you really chose carne asada, right? Well, I can't really remember. I just know that I said, hey, I want that. I think it's special. However it was, my grandparents, you know, would want it. You guys do it. Yeah. And uh, so it was. Well, you got to research and get the recipe for that bad boy so we can start making the Ethington special other places, man. That's right. Uh, it can go opinion. viral. Sammy's could start making it. President Trump could start promoting it, buddy. Could That's you put, hey, let me ask you, could could you put a little honey? Is there some honey that you could mix a little sauce? Maybe uh, that could go well. Well, the thing that you do there is you get them to make some of those kind of crispy, what do they call them, uh, you know, they're, uh, and have like a little cup of honey to dip it in. Yeah, they call uh, them quesadillas, Kurt. Well, yeah, okay. okay. You call them cheese crisps down there in Arizona. I thought there was a flautas or something. Oh, flautas anyway. are like bigger taquitos kind of a thing. Actually, taquitos are fried and flautas aren't. Anyway, we digress into the food show, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> but nevertheless, it's worth it. Some call it porch talk in the South. We're calling it the food show. But I commend Sammy's Mexican Grill. I commend the special. I'm glad you liked it, Curtin. You know, the honey doesn't go too well with the ripping hot salsa. But here's what I would say. You can mix the honey and make your own version of sweet pork, Kurt, and do sweet pork tacos, buddy. Oh, good point, Sam. Uh, and, uh, I will tell you this, that on the trip down, uh, one good lady called from Poplar Bluff and ordered honey, and my wife took the order as we traveled across the desert, and uh, she said that uh, she felt like uh, you and I ministered to her, so I just thought it was kind of cool, uh, you know. Well, I pray I, we minister to people and that we really encourage people and lift people's spirits. I really hope that. Brian? Yeah. Hey. Yeah, I've got. Was... I agree. That's a, that's a good point. I, one one more point on the 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 burrito. There, could you have taken a a U.S. silver dollar and, and paid for that in silver coins? Is that something they probably would have taken? Or? You'd probably pay for well, two of them that way, buddy. Well, that's exactly right. I mean, you know, my wife commented, "Hey, that was a pretty good deal." Because with the chips and salsa and and the whole thing, it was less than ten bucks. You know. And, you know, like you say, if you had uh, one silver dollar, you could have had two of them. Uh, yeah. You know, pretty much. Uh, they call it a silver dollar. It's a BOGO. You buy one for 20 bucks, you get one free, man. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, I do notice that, according to some sources, they're supposed to be reopening the United States Mint at West Point, And then uh, the one in San Francisco is supposed to already have resumed operations. So maybe you'll get some more. Silver Eagles uh, in there. You said the uh, uh, fixed silver price was like fifteen bucks. So, what can you get those? 
silver eagles for now, Brian. They're they're running about twenty four dollars and up based on different dates. Isn't that amazing? You know, so they tell you it's supposed to be fifteen bucks, but you know, you basically are clear out of them, and they go as fast as you get them. And, and well, it all depends on how you define supposed to be, bucks. Kurt. Yeah, good point. Well, and you know, I had I had some clients in. Uh, yesterday actually and they were selling a little bit and and uh which was nice for them they said uh, you know i'm glad i put some of this away but now when i need a little bit of money and also could help some of my neighbors with the money i put away in silver it's been a good thing for our family <laughs> well let's let the current situation lead us to understanding what we ought to do to prepare for the future huh brian that's right i mean it's good to just you know if you had a little extra and we've been preaching that you know, all the way along, and I know you have Santa Soul, that, that it's, it's like everything. If we if we uh, prepare, if we're putting a little bit away in savings and, you know, buying some of this metal and putting it away or food or other things, you know, we don't have to fear. We don't have to get in line. We, we, we're in a position where we can, we can uh, be blessed to help others. We're in a position that we have hope in that because we, we put things away. We're not, we're scared. We're not scared or for that, but we were in a position to where we can help and serve. Amen to that. Hey, Brian, do you have a favorite restaurant, by the way? Oh, I've got a few. I mean, <laughs> um, up there, uh, let's see, the Mexican restaurant we like up there in, in uh, Park City. Um, gosh, now I've got blank of the name, but... Uh, well, maybe you can think of it. My two favorite Mexican <laughs> restaurants, not Mexican food's one of my favorite foods, by the way, uh, almost bar none. I like other foods, too, but Mexican's just one of my favorite. And there's two Mexican restaurants right here in Utah County where I live that I go. And if you're ever here and or if you live here, there's two places. One's called Doña Mary. It's in uh, Linden or whatever, Doña Mary. Uh, right, Orem, I guess it is, Orem. Uh, and the other one's called Paco's Tacos. And I'm telling you right now, delicious, real Mexican food, man. It's not white Mexican food. It's Mexican Mexican food the way it's supposed to be made. Just absolutely delicious, delicious. All right, Kurt, do you have one? Well, if, if we're talking about Utah County, we've been going to uh, Los Hermanos for like 35 years. And part of it has to do, or maybe longer, uh with tradition, you know, uh, you get, I mean, it's it's kind of nice to have people that know you. And then we had another one that just basically closed down the end of last year. We had been going there for almost, what, nearly 40 years. It was called Osaka. Uh, in yeah, o- phenomenal o- Japanese restaurant, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, and, and so, uh, you know, those are some of our favorites. But All right, Brian, know. did you remember that one? Yeah, it's, it's called the Baja Cantina. The Baja Cantina. Ladies and gentlemen, there's just delicious food everywhere. There's people doing good things everywhere. you got to have brothers and sisters stand together and tap into it. And we got to protect the sacred cause of liberty. we got to be about ministering to one another. we got to be about leadership. we got to be about God, family, country. we got to be about t- protecting life, liberty, and property. And we're all about it, Brian. Awesome. You guys are doing a great job. Godspeed, sir. Thank you. Chat soon. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye. Kurt, do you want a final word? RustQuintGift.com, maybe. Try to make sure and get some of that beautiful silver and gold. Yeah, you can buy some of them $15 value deals for 25 bucks, man. <laughs> you know, They're worth every bit of the $25, ladies and gentlemen, because that's the real price, just so you know. Thanks, Kurt. God save the republic. Thank you.